your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. What day is today? Thursday. It's Thursday. I uh, have a dump button just in case, you know. And uh, there's a button I got to push to get rid of the uh, extra time. And I hit that right as the guy went, Rick Solom. And I'm like, oh, the show's on because I thought I had another 20 seconds. <laughs> All right. So what are we doing today? Hello, everybody. So just I, I'm 20 seconds behind schedule is what I'm doing here. Uh, Chris Mayne is going to join me in about nine, eight, nope, eight minutes now. Clock just ticked over. Uh, he's a, he's got a PhD in genetics. Uh, he's you know when we when we say Jill Biden can't be a doctor, but Chris can be. We we can call him a doctor. Uh, he's a Viterbo biology professor as well, so also in that education field. So I don't know if we can call him a doctor, but he's a immuno, immuno, immunologist. To slow down there, and uh, we're going to talk vaccines a little bit, and we'll try to have some fun and be serious. Uh, Chris is also. Uh, him and I play basketball together at the Viterbo when we used to be able to do that. Uh, so I always, always my eventual question is, Chris, when can we play basketball again uh, without masks, essentially? But I, I mean, at this point, I just, I just want to play some five on five full court. That's all I want to do. So uh, we'll ask him that. We'll ask him about the vaccinations and not so much the rollout because that's not his, you know, area of expertise. He's more an expert in the vaccine itself and how it's doing and if it's going to turn us into zombies, that kind of stuff uh, versus how, you know, we're, we're doing rolling out the vaccine. I will say there are, there are multiple stories uh, just about vaccine rollout. It looks like we're getting about the, the state of Wisconsin's getting about 70,000 vaccines a day. Did I get that right? And I see, no, I'm just not going to do it right. Uh, it's either like 70,000 or we're vaccinated. I think that was the number. Let me look. Yeah, here it is. The state has been receiving about 70,000 doses a week uh, from the federal government and uh, expect that same level of vaccine for the next three to four weeks. So that's where we're at. 70,000 a week. Um, How many people live here? (laughs) So do the math, right? Not going into that warp speed thing. I don't know if you guys have ever watched Star Trek, but warp speed's like really fast. The stars, like the stars, are flying by the Enterprise. So seventy thousand a week doesn't feel like warp speed, but I mean, we got the vaccine, so I guess we can't complain about everything. Um, and I haven't gotten COVID yet, so I can't complain really about that at all. But I do want to. I do really want to just go play basketball. Really miss. Really missed that. P- played in some outdoor volleyball tournaments over the summer. Um, just like twos tournaments, so two on two. And uh, it was really hard to, you know, in between each game, you go under the net, you kind of give five to each other. And then in between each point, you know, if you if you get, well, usually you, 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 one way or the other, even if you get the point playing volleyball or you screw up, it's like, hey, it's all right, good job. And you kind of give five anyway. Really had to to try not to do that. It was very difficult uh, to, to not do that. So, and then basketball is a whole other animal because you're right in someone's face. If you play defense like me, you're not really in someone's face. Uh, backed off quite a bit and allowing people to just shoot or drive or do anything right by you. But, you know, you're boxing out. You're sweating. You're breathing heavy. Uh, gonna, and everyone's going to be breathing really extra heavy uh, when we do come out of this pandemic, except for those people that, you know, bought a Peloton. Uh, Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. 
Yeah, I got my vaccine yesterday. Hey, all right, congrats. When do you have to go back and get round two? Um, February 17th. February 17th. Yep. Did you go to the VA to do that? Yes, I did. Did it take you, how long were you in there? Did it take you about five minutes or were you in there a while? No, it took me about uh, a little while to walk in there because I had uh, um, sciatica. But I got in there and they, um, it went real quick. Do you feel emboldened now to hit hit, hit the bars, Eric? <laughs> what? I said, do you feel emboldened now to go hit the bars? I feel emboldened to go to Walmart for a change. <laughs> okay. All right. Sounds good. Well, congrats, Eric. Anyway, I'm glad, anyway, glad to hear it. Listen, Snow. What do you got in there? You there? Yeah, go ahead. I, I got the shot, and it made me sit for 15 minutes to make sure there's no adverse reactions. Yeah, it made, made you sit in there, right? Yeah, it had a room, a special room in there, separated yep. and all that stuff. And then uh, in my time tape, they put a little time on my, my notepad, and they said, you can go now. You're ready to go. You go. All right. So anyway, I had a, a request for you. Would you please uh, please play one of your bumper bumper songs sometime? Uh, P.O.D. Payable on Death, the Christian rock band, um, Youth of the Nation. Really good drawing guitar parts at the beginning, but be good good start for one of your segments. Anyway. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. Congrats. All right, Eric's vaccinated. Um, I don't. I won't have that in my system. I can look it up though, Eric. Uh, that song, whatever, or that band. Um, but all right. So a couple minutes left. Uh, after that, I, I I don't have anything after that. I'm just gonna wing it. So whatever you guys want to talk about after we get Chris in here to talk vaccinations, uh, zombie apocalypse, if that's still on the horizon. Uh, there is. I I did I did ask him if we could just talk for a minute about the whole milk mink milk the mink farm thing. Like if you guys saw that. Um, you know, hey, who's getting who's getting these rounds of vaccination? You know, it's like healthcare workers, and then we're talking about having grocery store workers get vaccinated, and uh, you know, nine one one dispatch, non frontline workers, healthcare employees. I said already, uh, childcare workers, public transit workers, food distribution workers, mink farmers, and then wait, what <laughs> mink? What wait, what? Uh, so that was that was in there, just and so. Uh, we, we maybe we'll go maybe we'll go down that rabbit hole because it is kind of funny. And uh, why would why would mink farmers be getting vaccinations? Why would they be on the top priority list? Uh, number three is calling in. Number three, go ahead. You want to wing it for a minute? Well, I, I got you. You got a minute. Go ahead. I mean, we're gonna wing okay. it after five thirty here. Okay, shoot it from the hip. Anyway, I took my bride to Viroqua today. Okay. Where you were the other day, yeah, and I, I, I went between uh, Westby and Viroqua. I got on the Uftabon, and about got blown off the road. Oh, a little slippery? No, just wind blowing about oh, wind, forty-two windy. miles an hour. Well, you need a bigger. You know, everyone's driving these gas guzzling SUVs. You need one of those, maybe. I got one of them. That's oh, okay. what my wife's got. Oh, what, what, where exactly do we come up with Uftabon? Like, do you know the origins of that? My well, dad. yeah, over in Germany, they got the Autobahn. Oh, okay. Do they call right? it Uftabahn? Is that like the German version of, is that oh, how you Uftab- say it in German? Uftabahn is the Norwegian version. Oh, okay. That's So So that's how you say that's, it. Uh, okay. All right. Good to know. You got on that big highway between Westby and Baroque the other day, like an interstate, right? Yeah. Well, my dad says, I believe my dad says Uftabahn, you know, every once in a while, too. So, and I never Norwegian thought about it until just now. That's the Uftabahn. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. All right. See ya. Goodbye. All right. Uh, the Uftabah. Yeah, my dad says that once in a while, too, in, in just like a joking manner. 
just like number three there. So, um, all right, let's get Brad to do the news here, and we'll come back. We'll talk to Chris Main at Viterbo. I think he is sitting in his office too, so he probably just like, hey, Rick, could you call and get this segment over with so so that I can go home? Um, all right, we'll be back in a minute. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM six zero eight. 785-7914 is the talk and text line. We had Eric from Sparta just call in, say he got his first dose of the vaccine and uh, waiting a couple of weeks now to get round two. Chris Mann is on with us now. He is uh, a biology professor at Viterbo, and uh, he's got a Ph.D. in genetics. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, yeah. And then Gen- kind of my expertise is uh, immunology then. Immunology, which is a harder word to say than, if, especially if you're trying to, if you're talking really fast, you have to yeah, slow it down. Is, it is hard if you're trying to say it fast, that's um, for sure. All right. So I, I just, we're, we're going to dive right in. Have we avoided, Is it or is it still on the horizon, zombie apocalypse, I am legend, Will Smith has to save entire, the entire society? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember a lot about that movie, but uh, is it actually possible that society could be worse than the movie was? Or was the movie actually pretty decent? I, I don't. I don't remember. The movie had a German Shepherd in it, and that's you know that was the character I cared about. I didn't really care that all of society turned into zombies. Whatever, f all of you. Uh, Will Smith. I'm, I mean, I'm indifferent there, but the German Shepherd. Shepherd. Uh, spoiler alert! Didn't make it. So that was uh, the, you know. So man, I mean, just that's, that's how the they pull at the heartstrings, right? Yeah, and then you you know if Will Smith's going to live or die, fine. But maybe just like we could sacrifice Will. Let's let's say the Let's save the dog. Um, and there are multiple versions of that movie, and uh, it's nothing like the book. You said you read the book, which is more of a short story. Um, so yeah, a long time ago. A yeah. long time ago. Yeah, and I just I remember reading a little bit about it, but we, we don't need to go back into I Am Legend movie critiques anymore. Um, clearly, we're not all going to turn to zombies. If it hasn't happened yet, I don't think it's going to happen, but... Um, there are some interesting things uh, when it comes to when it comes to the virus itself. Uh, we we hear a little bit about this variant. Um, can you tell us? Uh, you know, maybe just tell us a little bit about this uh, COVID nineteen variant. Are we going to call it something else, or is that just what we call it a variant? Yeah, I think variant is probably the best word. You know, scientists being you know the way they are, they will argue a lot about when something becomes a separate strain and all those kinds of things. But I think variant is the best word. And, you know, viruses mutate. That's, that's what they do. That's kind of what a, a lot of things do, but especially viruses. And uh, the one that is getting the most press right now is the one out of the United Kingdom, and it's called B117. And that one is uh, a little worrisome because it's much more highly transmissible. Uh, so it doesn't seem like it's any more deadly. Uh, people don't necessarily get more sick, but they can just get it easier. And so uh, it just could spread a lot faster. Now, the good news is, the mechanisms that we can try to use to prevent that should still work, right? It's not like it's got superpowers where it can, you know, plow through a mask or go further distances, but it is probably true that you need less virus to be breathed in in order to get infected or you are easier, it's easier for you to infect other people. Yeah, that was Um, my question. If if it doesn't plow through a mask, why is it more contagious is it does it live in the air just a minute longer because it's just it's hovering out there or like so there it is you you just like instead of me coughing right in your face i only have to breathe next to you for for me you to contract it how does how is it more how does that work it seems if if i'm remembering correctly it seems that the, the mutations here allow it to get into our cells easier and so the sort of the 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 key it has to unlock our cells to get into our cells is a better fit for that lock, and it's able to just more efficiently 
get in there. Okay, how so it about takes fewer, Chris, Chris, fewer how viruses about, to get in? How about this? Uh, when I when I go home, my door is locked. No, when I go to my car, my truck. I have a '96 F-150. When I go to my truck, I got to get my key out. I got to figure out how to get it into the slot, and uh, it takes a minute. But now I have a I have a, a, a newer car. When to get into that one, I just hit the button. So is the, is the variant more more like a the, the electronic unlock button? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's that, that's not a bad that's not a bad analogy at all. Now, the good news about this is is there's no reason to believe that the the vaccine won't still work against this variant. There's another one in Brazil that has some mutations in it that people worry about might make the vaccine a little less uh, valuable against that one. But still, I, all the early tests that I've been seeing done suggest that even if it evades, if it avoids some of our antibodies we make, we still have enough to get rid of it and, and protect. And so those are all good news, but this is what happens if, if you allow the virus to hang around too long. It's going to keep mutating and keep trying out new sort of approaches to become even better at what it does. And so that's why the sooner we can all get vaccinated, the better. Yeah, and then so when it comes to the vaccines, there you need two doses um, I, I've, I've seen some stories where people aren't going to be able to get their second dose. They, you know, they were promised, the states were promised the second dose. And then when it came to, okay, I'm ready. Well, we don't even have doses. Can, how long can someone go? If you know this or not, I guess I'd throw in this at you without our, our pregame. Uh, how long can someone <laughs> go getting the first dose? Can they go a year without getting the second dose? Six months, two weeks? I mean, does it, does the first dose wear out where you would have to get a re re get the first dose again? No, probably not, actually. There's probably a significant amount of time that you could delay that second dose if you had to. And there's been, you know, debates among, you know, balancing getting as many people as possible the first dose versus as many people as possible fully vaccinated. Now, the challenge is is if you only have the first dose, you're just not as protected, right? And so we want to get that second dose um, as close to the, the time period as it's called for just to get as many people as possible fully vaccinated. And that was the way that the clinical trial was designed, right? It was two doses. And so it's good to stick to that, I think. But no, you could delay it. So the people who aren't getting it right on the day that they're uh, eligible don't need to worry. It's not going to limit the effectiveness of that vaccine in any way. They'll be able to wait, you know, weeks, even a couple months if they had to and still be able to get full effectiveness. Okay. They should just take all the precautions regardless. Um, yeah. And then... Why do we get two doses? Is that you said that's just the way it's set up? Or, or obviously, there's other vaccinations that aren't set up that way, right? Right. Yeah, there are, and there are some that you know we do get boosters for, right? And so it has to do with when the vaccine was originally studied, right? They, I think, they saw um, enough of a boost in our antibody levels with a second dose that they hypothesized that that would be a more protective approach to just be sure that. We're giving it that second trigger to the immune system to really stimulate uh, those immune cells to create memory to kind of to, to be ready to respond to this virus when it does come around again. So I, one dose, I'm sure, is slightly protective, but two doses seems to be much more protective and really boost those antibody levels up there. I would use a Mario Kart uh, analogy here, but I can't think of uh, the, the shell you would get. The speed. Is it the blue shell that you get and then you're really you're faster? I don't remember, but I'm thinking way back in the original Mario, wasn't it like a, a star, the star game? No, that made you uh, invincible. That made you yeah, invincible, yeah. yeah. Something to make you faster. And then I was going to go to RC Pro-Am, which was an original Nintendo game, but I can't do that because nobody's going to know what the F I'm talking about. 
<laughs> um, because there's a little red arrow. You hit the red arrow with your RC car, and then you get a real big speed boost, uh, which, oh, would, sure. which would be like yeah. boosting the antibodies. Um, okay, so I want to, like, that's serious talk. I want to get silly a little bit here for a minute. Um, and and it's, it's silly and it's not, but you can kind of explain this. Uh, you know, there's a round, you know, all the, the 65-year-olds and the frontline workers are going to get the vaccine first. But I think that the second round will be, and maybe this is the first round yet, teachers, uh, prisons, um, 911 dispatchers, non-frontline workers, uh, and they're talking about grocery store people and food distribution, public transit. But in there, in the middle there is uh, mink farmers. We're just, we're going to immunize mink farmers. Well, like, what is that? Well, I think what the lesson to be taken is that you need to start raising some mink at your place so you can get this vaccine earlier. Well, what are, like, you're not, you're a biology may, you yeah. know, guy, but this this might not be your, are we, are mink farmers solely doing that so that we can wear mink fur coats? Because I feel like we could just eliminate mink farming altogether. Well, so this, you know, when we've had other, you know, uh, diseases that strike, you know, say pork farms or beef farms, you know, they do have to cull. And so uh, within, let's see, it was, I think in November, a mink farm uh, in Wisconsin actually did have a bunch of the mink get infected. And so the reason mink farmers are on there is because mink can get infected with coronavirus. Okay. And like 3,000 mink died or something. So it is, you know, I, I suppose it's partly to, to vaccinate those farmers to protect the mink, but even more so from a public health perspective, we want to limit this virus getting into animal populations because if it gets into animal populations where it can spread and it can mutate in animal populations, then that's just another way in which it makes it harder to actually battle this and fully eliminate it or get rid of it or control it. Because if, even if we get all of our humans to herd immunity through uh, vaccination, well, if now the mink have it and they're hanging out out in the woods or in farms and they're carrying it, they can always reinfect people. And so that's the reason that mink farmers are on that list because and, mink are susceptible. And the virus, if you like you said earlier, if it hangs around long enough, it'll mutate and it could hang around forever if it's in the in the wild in in, in say a mink population, right? It would eventually it would just mutate. Uh, yeah, I mean they mutate all the time. What what matters is that you know the more time they have to mutate, the more sort of chances they have to sort of roll this dice to see if they can get an advantageous mutation that can somehow help it evade our immune system. That's what we would care most about, probably. Or get more infectious, like that B117 uh, mutation from uh, the UK. And when we talk about trying to get everyone in the human population vaccinated and keep everyone to social distance and wear masks, uh, it's hard enough to get everyone to just buy into wearing masks. It's going to be impossible to get the mink population in the woods to wear masks. I mean, if they're all infected. (laughs) Uh, it is. I mean, they have very pointy snouts. You're going to have to really uh, redesign uh, your patterns here if you're going to sew these guys. And then you some you have some of those mink deniers that don't believe that the virus, even though their <laughs> friends have all died from the virus, they were on this mink farm. You know, three thousand died, but you know, twenty live. But they still there's like two people, two minks there that that don't believe the virus is even contagious. I just don't understand. <laughs> well, you know, some mink, you know, may not be able to be reached, but hopefully we can. Uh, uh, get enough of those minks loved ones uh, to to buy in, so so we can protect them anyway. Yeah. The, the uh, okay. So moving on, we got to get away from the the silliness of minks. Um, just okay. So this is this is your field of expertise. I don't. When when this thing came around in a selfish way, were you like, oh my goodness, this is like I'm so excited to learn and 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 watch 
<laughs> watch how this develops, how we battle this. Uh, in a way, if if you could watch this, uh, you know, if this was a TV show, you'd be very interested in it. Instead, it's reality. But in there must be like this avenue where you as a, you, you know, immunologist, just this is right up your, your alley. This is why you went to school. This is um, the most interesting thing that's ever happened to you in this field, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm my... My area of immunology that I, I most study is is autoimmune diseases and, and regulation of the immune system. And so, you know, I, I study disease in immune systems, and I've always found that interesting, not as much the infectious virus side of things. And so I where I guess I have felt is that for once, you know, a knowledge of immunology is very relevant, and it's very relevant to a lot of people. And so I've felt very... Uh, lucky to be able to try to help folks understand it, I guess. So never before has knowing, you know, a B cell and a T cell and what they do and why they're important and how vaccines work and interplay with those cells, never has that been more useful to people. And so I guess it is nice to feel as if I'm useful and that uh, <laughs> uh, some of the things that I've, I've spent a lot, of, a lot of my life studying and working on uh, can help people, I guess. Yeah, all of a sudden they become a glo- it becomes a global issue. Now we're depending on you. Before we didn't even care about Chris Main. I was just mad at you because you you I, it, it was hard to box you out at basketball. Um, all right. Speaking of helping people, I've got one caller. Uh, I got to get the break. So uh, th- I believe this is also Chris. Is this another Chris? Yeah, how'd you know that? Uh, I'm I'm psychic. Uh, Chris, go ahead. You real quick. I got I can, I can take you before I go to break. Yep, two things. Um, I'm, Fauci was on uh, today uh, White House prep, press briefing and talked about a South Africa strain that they're a little more concerned about. Did you have you heard anything about that? Yeah, yeah. So that is sort of the third. So there's the UK strain, the South Africa strain, and the Brazil strain. And the South Africa strain, I, I chose to talk about the UK and Brazil because they're sort of on two ends. Mm-hmm. One being highly transmissible, UK, and Brazil perhaps evading. Uh, some of the antibody responses. South Africa also uh, seems to have some of these mutations that might allow it to be more transmissible and might also have some of these that allow it to evade uh, antibodies. It's another, it's sort of the third of those big three strains that, or variants, I should say, that are being uh, tracked mm-hmm. right now and uh, and looked at. So yeah, yeah, great point, Chris. There's the, the South I lo- Africa. I, love, well. I just love the access to uh, uh, truth and knowledge lately. It's great stuff. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks. All right, thanks for the call, Chris. Um, all right, uh, Dr. Main, I'll just say, uh, since there's two Chris's, otherwise i just call you Main. Uh, I got yelled at yesterday for calling people by their last name, but that's what I do. I'm sorry. Um, but, but uh, you know, the, the last thing before I let you go, uh, is there is there the probability of these, extra, these strains uh, really messing things up where our life doesn't get back to the normal, even by last time you were on, you said August, uh, you know, is it really going to mess it up where we need these these pharmaceutical companies or whatever they're whatever you want to call them to uh, make new vaccines that are you know like where we just live in this hell forever? Yeah, so I I don't think there's any reason to think we're going to live in this hell forever or that these new variants are you know doomsday scenarios. They're things we need to monitor. They're things we need to pay attention to. Right now, it seems that the vaccines will still work against these, you know, that everything we can see suggests that, but it could be someday that something might evade the vaccine. Now, the good news is, is particularly these new approaches for the Moderna and the Pfizer mRNA vaccines, they are pretty easy to, to sort of tweak in just a little bit to make them more specific to a slightly different strain. 
And so that's the good news with these. I don't think we're going to ever get to the point where we have seasonal uh, COVID-19 vaccines we need to get because it just doesn't mutate in the same way that influenza does. But, you know, if we did need to tweak it and make it a little bit better, the good news is it can be done. Okay, so we won't live on. We're good for a while, and then all of a sudden, kind of like what schools are doing, uh, and then all of a sudden we're on lockdown again, and everyone's got to stay in their house. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, we're we're gonna keep pushing through this. I think, and there's nothing. You know, all the things we've been doing are still effective against these new strains too. It's just they might be a little bit better at spreading, and so we do have to be careful of that because Europe is certainly dealing with it right now. All right, and last question: Bucks, Lakers tonight. Who you got? Oh, it's got to be the Bucks, right? I mean, my daughters are huge Giannis fans. They love watching, and so uh, so we'll definitely be checking it out. So I'm 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 excited to see it. All right, thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, you bet. See All right, that was Chris Main. He's a biology professor at Viterbo, and we're way over time. So I'm going to get to Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. You want to get in here? Six oh eight. 785-7914 is the talk and text line. I just saw somebody send me an article and this is, this is old news now, right? Like even, a, even an insurrection into our nation's capital uh, is old news. Uh, but the, uh, the, the, that Catholic priest, um, I'm trying to, I can't remember the name. What is his name? James Altman. Remember the guy with the, the, the like Beethoven video music, the music, Beethoven music or whatever it was. Was it Bach? I guess I don't remember the music either. Um, but saying all Democrats are going to hell, uh, he said that the uh, the Capitol insurrection was Antifa. <laughs> Just like well, Catholic priests talking about uh, Capitol insurrections on a podcast. Great, great stuff. Just unbelievable. Uh, 608-785-7914. So I, I wanted to bring this up uh, for anyone that's interested in who our mayor is going to be, right? We have 10 candidates for mayor. And I say our mayor, I don't live in La Crosse, but obviously the mayor, who the mayor is going to be, is going to affect my job quite a bit. Uh, I would really, like, I, I, whoever it's going to be, it'll be interesting to see if they want to continue coming on once a month and, and talk, and, and if they'll be as accessible as, as Mayor Cabot has been. Uh, Cabot, any time I've texted Cabot, if I have a question, you know, the, the PIFAS thing going on today, they had a meeting about it at checkwisdomnews.com. There, there should be stories on that. Um, you know, it's French Island. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people there are, are just don't have water. They're like drinking out of bottled water. Just, I mean, I have a well by my house. I'm going off on different tangents now. But uh, we have well water. It's a shared community well. But every once in a while it goes down. And man, it's the worst. It's the worst thing. You just don't have water. I mean, it's not the worst thing, right? Like, because there's people in the world that just don't have water. They have to walk miles. And what do they put it on their head, right? They balance it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just super annoying. Like, every, like I would say, like, four or five times a day, you go up to the sink and, you, and you're like, oh, yeah, the water's, the well isn't on right now or it's broke, you know. The pipes burst or something. Um, so that's what people on French Island are, are doing right now. And, and like, the, the, the way to solve that is maybe to get a filtration system, in their house, which, you know, like, can you imagine, like, you're just like, okay, I'm drinking this filter. Like, man, I better change the filter every month. Otherwise, I'm drinking these, these PFAS chemicals. And then I just feel, I would feel weird about it all the time. Like, knowing that these chemicals are in my water. So the other option is to sit, sit uh, to hook up to the city and get city water. 
but Brad Williams, who covered the event, uh, the the briefing today said that might take years. So if there's any any, any time to like really expedite that and get people on French Island the ability to just drink water in a normal way, uh, that that might be it, right? So anyway, I, I don't know. So I, what I was getting at is if I wanted the mayor to come on today and talk to me about that. As long as he didn't have, there's a county board meeting tonight, and there's a mayoral debate tonight, that, which is why I started talking about this. Um, he he would be like absolutely, and he, and he would come on and, and break it down. Even though that you know, even though we we cover the meeting and it, I think other people could have gone and, and listened to it. Uh, we do have someone calling in. Uh, caller, who is this? Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, Marilyn. And uh, this subject is a little different from what you're discussing, but I wondered if somebody could help me identify. A piece that was played by the Marine Band yesterday at the inauguration. Uh, there was one older um, march played in honor of Washington, and then there was some uh, more, uh, I think it might have been uh, God Bless America or some patriotic. And then the third one, they said, A Sousa March. Well, he's played a, uh, made a lot of beautiful marches, and I wondered, I called the library, and they did their best to help, and then I called Lithold, where they hadn't heard heard the uh, program, and so does anybody know what that Sousa March was played by the Marine Band yesterday? Uh, all right, so I don't know what song, I'll just, I have the, I have the, I just, it's Marine, I just Googled, uh, I'll tell you. Well, the Maryland, Marine, Marine Band was playing. I, I'll just uh, tell you, I, I Googled Marine Band Music Inauguration, the first website I got is a rundown of all the music that was played, it looks like, just mm-hmm. kind of a rundown. So here are the two songs. That it looks like the Marine Band played Hail Columbia by the U.S. Marine Band. I don't know if these are the songs you're talking about, but that one was played at around 11, after 11.30. And then mm-hmm. after that, there's another song called Hail to the Chief, which I think uh, we all know what song that is. But that was also played by mm-hmm. the U.S. Marine Band. And, right. and, uh, they, and of course, they played the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. And, and so and if you just go to just Google uh, Marine Band Music Inauguration, and mm-hmm. it's it's the first link on there, and there's looks like there's YouTube videos, so it might even be a, the song that you're talking about, "Hail Columbia" oh, yeah. or "Hail to the Chief." So those are well, the two ones. I that... don't happen to have a, a computer, so I can't Google it. But, oh, okay. Uh... Well, maybe uh, write down "Hail Columbia." That might be it, or "Hail to yeah. the Chief." That might that might be the. the I, uh... Yeah. Well, "Hail to the Chief" is the one um, honoring you, you... the president, and after, before that, they play "Ruffles and Flourishes." Sure. But, uh, I oh, can yeah. check on the Hill Columbia, but it also must have another name because it's familiar. But uh, I just, uh, they, I think they should have identified it. Yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Yep, thanks for the call. Um, all right, yeah, I, I don't know. Anyone knows the answer to their question? Her question, just just call me and and or text me and and let me know. I that's the best I could do. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the, there's so there's a mayoral, mayoral debate. There's a county board meeting starting 14 minutes. There's a mayoral debate online at 7 p.m. So let me see here. I got the link. I have 42 tabs open. Um, so the best way I can describe how you you can get there is to go to lacrosselocal.com/events. Lacrosselocal.com/events, and then it's the first thing on there. Lacrosse virtual mayoral forum. So just click on that and. I'm going to do that in real time here, and it's a little slow. Uh, but eventually, there's a YouTube video, and that starts at 7 p.m. From what I hear, they have nine of the ten candidates. And, yeah, so, yep, there's there's links, all kinds of links. So good luck. That's the best I can do, lacrosselocal.com slash events. 
uh, if you want to watch this mayoral debate. I will say we are we are recording a debate next week. So there's 10 candidates. So that there's there's two avenues to go. It looks like the Lacrosse Local and the Lacrosse Independent are doing uh, all 10 candidates. And I'll tell you kind of how they're how how I was told that they're doing it. It's going to be more of a they call it a forum, but it's it, it sounds like whatever. I don't know if they're debating. We always call this a debate, but it's not like, you know, Mitch Reynolds answers the question and Samuel Schneider goes, no, that's not how you do it. And then they get into a big heated debate, right? Like that's not that's not what we're doing. Um, so there's 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 going to be eight questions, I believe. There's going to be a 30 second opening statement by each of the candidates. Uh, and then they're going to go eight questions and one minute one minute answers. So so every candidate's going to answer each each of the eight questions. And this is where me and Scott Robert Shaw have talked about like how should we because we're doing our debate next week. Uh, how and and I would I would better inform you that, but we're gonna put it online the week after. We're gonna we're gonna record them because we're gonna do two. But I can get into that in a minute. Um, so there's gonna be eight questions. Every candidate's gonna answer the question, and they're gonna give one a minute answers, and they're just gonna go whatever predetermined order. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting because, um, man, if I don't know a whole lot about about uh, whatever you know, whatever issues are brought up in these questions, I'm like, God, I hope I'm eighth. I hope I'm ninth. I'm hope I'm 10th. Oh, what's this? Uh, okay. I've heard the first five answers. Now I know exactly. Oh, really? Okay. Property taxes. Oh, okay. Schools have a lot to do. Fire department has a lot to do with why the taxes are high. Um, okay. This candidate has answered the question. Oh, I didn't even know that. And then by the time it gets to me, I've become, uh, you know, a, a, a quick expert and maybe I'm typing cause they're virtual, right? Maybe I'm typing, on my computer, the answers so that I can I can kind of formulate my own avenue for this answer of something that I didn't know, um, you know. Because and then hopefully you when when the, when I'm first in line to answer one of these questions during this debate tonight, hopefully it's just the easy one. Hey, what are you going to do to fix roads? Well, I'm going to fix the roads, you know. Um, hopefully it's an, an easy question that I can answer. You know, if I was part of this, uh, obviously I'm not because I would never know what to do if I was running for mayor. Uh, number three is calling in again. Number three, go ahead. Yeah, I hear you talking about the water bed up on the island and other places. Yeah. You know, the quickest way for the city to get somebody to annex into the city is when they need water or sewer. It works every time. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess. Follow me? Yeah, it's it's a plot. It's a plot. The uh, you're saying the fire department or the uh, airport intentionally contaminated the water on French Island so that they needed to be annexed. No, I'm not saying that that they did that. I mean, it's all over the country. But when people need water, sewer, uh, they'll do a lot of things. Sure, you can talk them blue in the face to get into the city. The city wants these places. Yeah. Okay. A good place to get water is from the city because they got wells all over. Okay. I got you. I, I okay. Not a conspiracy theory by number three, but uh, I made it one. I'm sorry. Uh, libertarian guys calling in. Libertarian guy, go ahead. Hey there, Rick. Libertarian guy wants to be helpful to the young lady who wanted to know about the John Philip Sousa music that was played at the inauguration. I have the list. Okay. Do we want to take time? I'll only read the John Philip Sousa ones, or it's possible for me to print the entire list, and maybe there's a way to get it to her somehow. Do you want to email it to me? You have my email. Do you just want to email it to me? And, and Marilyn, I, do you, if you want to call can, me back, Marilyn, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll figure out. We'll, we can figure it out together. Yeah, I can, I can do that. There, there's like 
four or five John Philip Sousa pieces, and then there's even extra music, and I don't know whether they played that or not, but I will email you the list, and then you can get a tour however you think is best. All right, cool. Thanks a lot. All right, sure. Bye. Bye. All right, Marilyn, I hope you're, you're still listening. You wanted some music by, played by the Marine Band. I'm going to have it, so I don't know how we can get it to you, but we could, I mean, you could run down to the... We could put it. We could. We could mail it to you somehow. Maybe. Um, all right. Wait. I, I, one more break. I gotta go. We'll be back in a minute. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A couple minutes left here. So if anyone wants to call in, text me. If Marilyn's listening yet, we have that music. I will have that music for you. I can figure out how to get it to you. Since you don't have a computer. Uh, we'll figure it out. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Eric's calling back. Eric from Sparta. Go ahead. Yeah, Mitch Reynolds, uh, I certainly wish he would win the uh, mayor's race, but uh, I'm kind of wondering, why is he just shooting for such low-hanging fruit? Why does he go after Ron Kynes? <laughs> you got to start somewhere, Eric. <laughs> low-hanging fruit. I don't know. I mean, Mitch lives in, in La Crosse, so uh, this, is, this is his baby. I think, uh, I think you know, we talk about what, what, what is most important when it comes to politics and uh, where we get so fired up about what Joe Biden is doing or Ron Kind isn't or isn't doing, right? Um, we we need to get more fired up about what Tim Cabot is or isn't doing, or or uh, you know our city council stuff like that. I know. I think this is Marilyn. Are you calling back? Yes. Okay. Can I put you on? Can I? Can I put you? On, do you want to just call me back at six o'clock and I'll talk to you off the air? Oh, okay. I could uh, leave a message now if you want. No, I'll, I'll, I, I, I just call me back at six p.m. Thank call you. this number. All right, Bye. thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get her that, that music somehow. Hopefully, Libertarian guy texted it to me, and then I don't know how we're gonna do it because she doesn't have a computer. But we'll figure it out. Um, anyway, so what was I talking about? Do, any, I, I want to jump back to the mayor's race. Uh, this is important, right? This is I, I suggest anyone that's in lacrosse that's voting for mayor. Uh, this is the this is a good. Hopefully, it goes smooth. It's the kind of the first run at this. Uh, our debates next Tuesday and Wednesday. We're going to record them and then we're going to play them the next week on Monday and Tuesday. So we, I've cut the debate. The way I want to do it is I've cut the candidates in half. We're going to do five people one debate, five people the other debate. I got everyone on board. That's how we're going to do it. And the exact the exact way we're going to an, ask and an, have them answer questions, I'm not totally sure about. I just. I'm actually going to use the uh, lacrosse local uh, as a as a kind of a measuring tool to see how they do and see how long it takes, uh, and then we're going to adjust. We'll let them go first, and then we'll work out the kinks, and then ours will be better, hopefully. Or it's going to be a complete disaster. Who knows? But uh, I do know that they have not, it sounded like they had nine of the ten candidates. Um, and if you want, I'll, I'll just say it again, lacrosselocal.com slash events. That's going to be the best way, and you'll just you know figure it out from there, uh, the best way to, to listen to these candidates. Um, and then tomorrow I, I'm going to cut this, uh, cut up some of these answers and then, uh, we'll have it on wisdomnews.com and it'll play throughout the day on our newscast, but, uh, you can listen to it and then we'll have a link for it on, uh, wisdomnews.com tomorrow. All right. So, uh, libertarian guy, uh, what Rick at wisdomnews.com libertarian guy, Rick at sign wisdomnews.com is fine. Um, or just text me the link. I don't. Whatever you want to do, you could text the link right here. I suppose. Um, all right, we're doing. Uh, we're doing off sh- off the air. St- oh, there it is. I got it. Thanks. I got it. In my email. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, the the, the way I the, the way they're doing the debate today, nine candidates, they're going to ask them all eight questions, um, one minute answers. So everyone's going to answer eight questions. So eight times nine, that's how long. And it sounds like it's going to take about an hour and a half. And uh, yeah, it's a, one of the I know the one of the neighborhood associations had a little debate yesterday. Uh, Mitch Reynolds for mayors, he does live chats on Facebook. So anyone that wants to you know, Mitch for mayor. I haven't seen anyone else doing these live chats on their Facebook pages, but he does Q and A's with everybody on, on Facebook live and, and multiple, uh, you know, other avenues for people to contact him. And, and I'm and the, a lot of these mayors, all of them, in fact, have some kind of website or Facebook page. So, all right, that's going to do it tomorrow, Friday. So UW lacrosse's political science professor, Dr. Anthony Chagoski should be in here and uh, we'll see what kind of trouble we'll get in. Thanks for listening, everybody.